Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Beyond the Bikini. And in today's episode, I'm going to be discussing ways where you can save money when it comes to achieving your fitness goals. And this episode isn't just going to focus on bikini prep competitors. I'm going to start this episode off with my lifestyle people first. So this is going to be anyone who isn't trying to step on a bikini competition stage or they're interested in bodybuilding. This is just for the everyday person who is just wanting to um, improve their health, improve their body while also staying on a budget. So let's just dive into the episode. And guys, before we dive in, make sure that you share Beyond the Bikini Radio on your Instagram, Facebook, wherever your social media platform is. And don't forget to tag me at Nicole Fairy Fitness. It just shows me that you guys are enjoying the podcast. And the only way that we can grow here in the podcast world is through ratings and reviews. So I would greatly appreciate that if you guys could do all of that. And it is 100% free talking about a budget. So let's go into the episode. Number one is going to be your gym membership cost and trying to be wise about this decision. There's a lot of different gym memberships out there. I've worked in the um, corporate fitness space before and gym memberships on average are around $30 a month. I would say stay clear of anywhere that's charging you $50 to $80 a month and that's going to look more like your Equinox, Lifetime Fitness. This is more of a um, high-end workout facility, but you don't necessarily have to get a gym membership that is that expensive. You can stick to a budget-friendly one. I actually only pay $10 for my gym membership, and that's at like a big corporate gym like Crunch. And then there's also like Planet Fitness, which I know that a lot of people are like, oh, like, I'm not sure if I like Planet Fitness. But if they're If you're on a budget and you really don't have too much that you can spend, I would recommend a Planet Fitness gym membership over not getting a gym membership at all. And the other thing that you want to look into with your gym is the hours of operation. So are they going to fit your schedule? If your gym is like 24 hours, then good for you. Like Anytime Fitness would be a gym where you could get a 24-hour gym membership, but I also know that there's other facilities, I think like Snap Fitness. It just depends on where you're located in the United States. But if you can get a 24-hour gym membership, then you can show up, you know, whenever. But Planet Fitness seems to have a pretty good, you know, range of times where you can go in. I think some are even 24 hours. And then like the gym that I go to, like I said, it's only $10 a month and their hours of operation work for me. Let's go into groceries and where you can save money there. So I think the number one tip is going to be make a list, 
Do not go into Target. Do not go into your local grocery store without a list because I guarantee that you are going to purchase at least three things that you didn't necessarily need that good old marketing got to you. So I try my best to go to the grocery store with a list. When I was on a pretty strict budget right after college, I definitely had to make a list or else I knew that I would deviate from it and end up wasting money. So I would recommend making a list and kind of doing an overview in your kitchen before you go to the store. That way you don't forget anything is like, look through your fridge, look through your cabinets. Like, what are we missing? What do we need to be successful this week? And then put that on your list. Don't avoid simple and frozen foods. So simple would be like whole foods that you can find in the produce section they're actually going to be some of the most affordable. And it kind of blows my mind whenever people tell me eating healthy costs a lot of money, but that's not the reality. Um, bananas are like a super cheap fruit. They're less than like $2 for a bunch of them. Um, apples, oranges, those are going to be some of your cheapest fruits. When it comes to vegetables, sticking to like broccoli, carrots, celery, even like iceberg lettuce, like some of these veggies are just so cheap. They're only a few dollars, not even, and you're going to get a bunch of them and a lot of nutrients. When you're buying your meats, you can buy them frozen and that can save some money there versus just fresh. I know that some people prefer fresh meats. So if you're going to buy your meats fresh and in bulk, I would recommend going to a Costco, um, or any sort of like bulk-based store. Aldi is another good place for some meats as well. And they're actually affiliated with Trader Joe's, so the quality is there. But I do prefer to buy some of my things frozen. So if you're someone who's like, I, I like Whole Foods, but I'm scared that they're going to go bad in my fridge and I can't afford to waste food, then buy your veggies frozen. You're gonna be completely fine. You're not going to lose a bunch of vitamins and minerals just because they're frozen. And honestly, they're so convenient because they're already chopped and ready to go. And I love frozen veggies. Like there's so many times where I'll buy fresh produce with the hopes of like, we're going to use this, like we're gonna have a grill night, like Jake and I, but then it just, I don't use them sometimes and I end up wasting them. And you know, I don't feel good about wasting food. When you can, try to buy in bulk because you always save money when you are buying more. And this really goes for like anything, like any commitment that's just like large, you tend to save money per serving. So I would recommend buying like your rice in bulk, potatoes, um, even cereals, like things that aren't going to necessarily go bad. You can purchase meat in bulk and freeze the extra. So if there's a good deal going on on like chicken or beef or turkey, you can freeze the the remain, remainder of it. And then you're going to have um, some that you can turn to versus just like having it go bad. So that would be like my main tips. And then with your grocery stores, try to stick to ones that are more affordable based like an Aldi. Costco, Sam's Club, BJ's, um, Walmart, those are going to be your more affordable places. Even Target can be okay, but usually the like local grocery store, and this is going to vary place to place, but here in Florida, we have one called Publix. When I lived in Ohio, we had one called Giant Eagle. Um, I think there's also like Food Lions, but it's going to vary each and every place. 
And those tend to have like the highest price. Whenever I would go shopping at like Publix, like the same exact product would be $1.50 more for who knows. So if you're trying to save money, just be wise with where you're shopping at. And you can even purchase some of your food items on Amazon. Like Amazon can have some great deals on things that you might not be able to find at this like affordable grocery store. So like Aldi, you could buy like bulk rice cakes or bulk microwave rice packets. Like there's so much that you can buy on Amazon and save money um, just through buying it in bulk. Speaking of Amazon, when it comes to purchasing activewear, I would recommend Amazon. There's a lot of great finds. I've been posting a handful on my Instagram, but if you are wanting some activewear, you don't have to like buy super bougie athletic wear. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my Lululemon pants, but not everyone can afford to purchase them. And I always love a good deal. So on Amazon, like my favorite brand for leggings is Colorful Koala. And I will also read up on reviews before I purchase anything from Amazon because, you know, I'm not able to try it on and I want to make sure that it feels good and the fabric lasts. So if you're going to purchase on Amazon, make sure that you're looking at reviews and reading all the questions that they ask down below because you don't want to purchase something that doesn't fit you. But I've been able to find like $22 leggings, like $15 tops that work great. So there's so many great options up there and you don't have to, like I said, buy a $100 outfit. Let's talk about investing in a coach and talking about areas where you can save. So if you've been wanting to work with an online coach or let's say even an in-person personal trainer, I would recommend looking at their testimonials first. And also just because they charge the least doesn't mean it's a good deal. I can't tell you how many horror stories I have in my Instagram DMs of women telling me that they hired a $50 coach and they gave them a horrible meal plan and they felt bad and they weren't getting any sort of communication or their coach was like bullying them and being really rude to them and their experience was just bad. And that saying you get what you pay for really is true when it comes to coaches and services. And look at this in like any service industry, like you wouldn't want to get your hair done at the cheapest place just to get your hair done. You probably wouldn't want to get surgery done at the cheapest place just to get the surgery done. You would want to go to the place that has the most reputable person to get the job done and also testimonials to, you know, prove their work. So I would recommend doing your research there. And when investing in a coach, look where you can save on the little day-to-day things. Are you going out to eat three times a week? Are you getting alcohol throughout the week? Um, You'd be surprised how much money I saved in college by not buying alcohol. And I was able to invest in a online coach throughout my college years. I, I did work my butt off and that that did pay off and I was also a big saver. But if you are thinking like, oh, I'm in college, like I can't make it work, like you totally can. You just gotta get a job and get to work and save and not spend on silly things like alcohol and things that just honestly aren't serving you. So I would look at like where you can save money. Can you save money on 
Um, going out to eat, getting alcohol, getting a coffee. Um, maybe you are purchasing like silly little things at the grocery store that aren't on your grocery list just because you saw it at the checkout counter and you just decided to throw it on. Like, where can you save money and where can you even make money? Because I would, back when I was really struggling with money, I would go on Poshmark and sell clothes and I still do this on occasion because like I'll I'll go through phases where I'm donating clothes and then I'll sell and then donate clothes and I'll sell. It's more of like a 75% of the time I'll just donate my clothes, but sometimes I will choose to sell them on Poshmark. If you sell them on Poshmark, like there's been so many times where I've sold clothes to help me pay my bills or help pay even for my online coaching when I was in college and even just like 21, 22, fresh out of college and was struggling with money, that helped me so much. So if you can go through your closet, look through things that maybe aren't serving you, like they don't make you feel your best, like sell them. Or maybe you outgrew them or like you just don't like them anymore. Like just sell those clothes. And you don't just have to sell clothes on Poshmark. Like you can sell um, other things too, like even like decor. Like I've seen... People sell blankets and like decorative pillows and even pictures like it doesn't have to be clothes. But I know for me that that saved my butt so much because, again, my parents didn't help me with my coaching. I had to pay for it all myself. And although I had a job like working minimum wage or like a $10 an hour job, like still was hard. So that's what I would do to make a bit more money. Okay, so... um. And the other thing too is when investing in a coach, ask if they have a long-term option because if they have a program that is longer in duration, odds are you're going to save money. Yes, it's going to be more of an investment upfront, but the longer you commit, the more affordable it is per month. So for example, let's say, and I'm just throwing out random numbers, like these are not my coaching rates, but let's say a coach charges... $300 $300 a month, okay? If you are doing like a month-to-month option, let's say it's $300 a month. But let's say when you commit to 12 months, 12 months, okay, then it's only $250 a month. So think of how much money you're saving per month if you would just commit to a longer duration. Does that mean that you're probably going to have to work more at your job and save more? Yes, but work on saving so long like down the road you can save and I am one of those people where if I am working with a coach I prefer to commit to a longer duration of time because that shows me that I'm serious that shows the coach that I'm serious and it also saves me money in the long run so that would be my recommendation there So for lifestyle, those are like the main tips that I have to save some money. Um, Let me know if those, any of those tips like resonated with you, but I am going to dive into the competition space. If anyone is interested, that's not competing. I still think some of these tips could be fun. And I know some people will listen in even though they don't have interest in competing, but let's dive into prep because I've competed from 2015 and we're about to go on year number five, whoa, of competing in 2021. And there's quite a few things that I've learned along the way. So to save money in prep, unfortunately, the females have to spend more money 
on more cosmetic things than the men. Like guys just like have to buy board shorts and they're tan and they're like good to go. But there's a little bit more that goes into um, my females out there. Now take some of those lifestyle tips that I had previously in this episode, like the gym membership, the groceries, where to save money, where to make some money and um, active wear and investing in a coach. Like for anyone who's wanting to compete, please make sure that you have a phone conversation with your coach before you hire them or some sort of communication other than just like text and an email. Um, communicate with them because the prep is just like a whole nother thing. I digress. But for prep, let's go into where you can save money. Number one is going to be find a local show. If you don't have to travel, don't travel. It's just going to be another stressor that you're going to have to worry about. And luckily here in Florida, there are plenty of shows by me. So if you're in like the California area, Texas, Florida, um, even like New York area, New Jersey, New York, New Jersey area, there's usually a lot of shows where you can step on stage. When I lived in Ohio, there wasn't as many shows and sometimes I would have to travel. But for the most part, like there were a few that I could find that were only about 30 minutes away from where I lived. And I wouldn't necessarily get a hotel because that's just going to be another expense. But I kind of didn't like staying at hotels when I'm getting ready for a show because then I don't have my kitchen and I have to worry about meal prep and microwaves and keeping my my food fresh. Like that was always just so annoying to me. And I've had a lot of cases where I've gotten a hotel and requested a microwave or a fridge and it hasn't been there. And it's just like stress. And that's the last thing you want for show day. So if possible, sign up for a local show. Number two is going to be borrow a suit. If this is your first show ever, you don't have to purchase a suit you can borrow. And although Angel Competition Bikinis has a lot of like affordable suit options, and I actually did a whole separate podcast episode with one of the CEOs of Angel Competition Bikinis on their suit selections and the fact that they do like free suit consultations. But if you're not able to, you know, put down two to five, even $800 on a suit, borrow one and you're going to save so much money. Um, there's a lot of places that you can go for borrowing a suit. I would recommend even reaching out on the Angel Competition Bikini site. There's also like other suit companies out there like Ravish Sands, Toxic Angel Bikinis. Like I'm sure that there's someone out there that is going to want to lend a suit and have someone borrow it. And even if you follow people on Instagram and you see that they compete, sometimes competitors will even lend out their suits or they'll retire a suit and be done with it in its entirety and sell it to you for a cheaper rate. So if you're gonna borrow a suit, you know there's a lot of options that you can go. You can also purchase a suit that's used, which is going to be less money. So that way, if you want like a suit that has more bling on it, if you purchase it used, you're going to, you know, save some money there. And then you'll have a suit that you can actually keep. My next tip is going to be do your own nails and hair. Although it's nice to be pampered on show day, it's nice to get your toes done, get your nails done, get your hair done. It feels great to get that, but 
I personally feel like you can get away with just painting your toes and doing like press on fake nails. Honestly, you don't even need fake nails. You can do like normal painted nails, just stick with like a nude color, um, nude pink, French tip, like something that is more casual. Um, but nobody notices your, your toes or your nails. Like the judges are looking at your whole physique. Like they're going to look at your nails if you have like neon pink or neon green going on. So that's why I wouldn't recommend that, but they're not going to like look at your cuticles and be like, Oh my gosh, she needed to get a fill in her nails. Like, no, they're not going to look at that. So I would recommend just doing your own nails and your hair. Hair isn't too complicated. If you're putting in extensions, practice, practice, practice. I used to think that there was no way I could ever put in my hair extensions because I have the clip-ins, but I had no issue doing it after I practiced a bit more. And like when I was in college and competing, I just didn't get, I didn't get my hair done. Like, I mean, I had it done for show day, but I didn't pay to get my hair done just because it cost a good amount of money for me and like I need to save every single penny. So we talked about hair, we talked about nails, let's talk about makeup. This is going to be a big maybe on if you should invest. If you are someone who has never done makeup before, you don't have any experience doing that or maybe you're just not good at it and you don't enjoy it, hire out for this. And I would recommend finding someone who is local to your area, who is a makeup artist and um, hopefully specializes in show day makeup. If you don't know of anyone and you can't find anyone on social media, then hire whoever they have sponsoring. So like usually the tan sponsor will have someone who can do hair and makeup and you can just opt in for just getting your makeup done. But makeup is a big thing, and this is something that judges do pay attention to. And if your makeup isn't looking right, it is going to affect just your overall presentation. So I would recommend investing in your makeup. That's usually going to look around 75 upwards of like $150 for show day makeup. But again, it's it's worth it in my opinion, and I've always loved getting my makeup done on a national level show. For local shows, I will do my makeup, but that's because I also enjoy it. But if you're someone who doesn't enjoy it and you're not like, let's be honest, you're just not good at it, then don't do it. Okay. Say another thing that you can save for and invest in for your show day. Going back to Amazon, you can find some good show day, show day jewelry and um, clear heels for your competition. Someone needs to keep a tally of how many times I say show day and save in this podcast. Like don't drink because it's going to be a lot of sips. Okay. Um, Amazon heels. My first competition heels were from Amazon and I think they were only $35 and they're just clear heels. It's a four inch heel. You can choose to have a slight platform or no, no platform at all. That's up to you on what you feel comfortable with. But with Amazon, like you're going to save some money. There's also the Shoe Fairy and they have shoes that are like super gemmed out and like a lot. <laughs> like they're just a lot. Like not just saying like a lot of money, but they're they're more of an investment, but they're beautiful. Um, but you don't have to get those, okay? Just because there's more gems doesn't mean it's a necessity and you can stick to the more basic heel. 
for your jewelry, it's show day jewelry. You don't need to have like real stones. Like my jewelry is not <laughs> real diamonds at all. It's all fake. And it's, it's honestly just like basic, basic long dangling earrings, a ring, and even a bracelet. That's really all you need. Um, the ring is even optional too. Like if you're married and, or, and or engaged and you have like a ring already on your finger, I would say even that you could like skip on. So save on your heels, save on your jewelry. The next area where you won't be able to save is going to be your registration. And that's going to depend on your federation and just where you're competing at in the United States. But usually registrations are going to be around 85 to upwards of um, 125 for a local show. National shows are more money. So that's going to range from like two to 300, I think, unless they like up the rates even more. Who even knows? National level competitions are just a whole nother thing. But for local shows, be ready to spend around 85 to $150 or yeah, let's say roughly $150 um, per class. Now, if you add on a class, that's going to be an additional charge and that's up to you if you want to do that. But if you're wanting to compete just to compete as a bucket list thing, then that's like not a necessity for you to do. Um, okay. Now for, uh, the coaching, this is not an area where you would want to skimp on for your nutrition based coaching. Um, and even like, your your workouts like you don't want to skimp on that hire someone who can really be there for you and help you and again don't save here i've heard so many horrible stories of women who have invested in cheap coaches and have been given a cookie cutter plan or their coach completely ditches them halfway into their prep like please just don't look for a cheap coach there however another way that you can save money with competing is through posing and this would be doing group posing sessions and or virtual sessions. So if you're looking to save money, posing could be a good place for that. And virtual is going to be less usually than in person. Um, that's just because, you know, that person actually is meeting you there for that time. And virtual is just a little bit different than in person. I do offer virtual um bikini posing sessions and it doesn't matter your federation. I do help with both natural and NPC federations. If you guys are wanting more information, I do have my email down below in this podcast episode. But with posing, you can do the virtual sessions, which is usually cheaper, and you can also do group sessions. So sometimes your show promoter will throw posing events and these are going to be cheaper because it's a group class. So if you're on a budget, this would be a great way to also connect with other people and get some help with your posing. I wouldn't recommend not having anyone help you with posing because odds are you aren't going to know what you're doing, especially for your first show. And posing is a part of your placement on show day. I'm going to repeat that. Posing is a part of your placement on show day. Take it seriously. So you need to make sure that your presentation looks good. It's not just about how you look, but it's about how you carry yourself on stage. And if possible, you know, do those group sessions, do those virtual sessions, 
do what you're comfortable with. And, you know, that's going to be another great way where you can save a little bit of money without like setting yourself back for show day. But those are honestly my main tips when it comes to saving money, when it comes to achieving your fitness goals. I know that I've learned a lot throughout my own fitness journey, but that's also because as soon as I started college, my parents didn't want to help me with my fitness goals. And, you know, when I was younger, I got kind of irritated that they wouldn't help me with my coaching or even like my show entry Vs, but it did teach me a lot and it taught me on how to save and how to budget more and also like putting my head in the right place where if I want to pay for something or if I want to do something, I will make it work and it's up to me to do that. And I know that I can have the ability to save and make these things happen for me. Um, I've been able to do national shows when I was in college. I was able to travel when I was still in college. I never worked full-time in college. I just had like part-time jobs and did some online coaching here and there. And that's back when my online coaching was like just starting. Um, and I still made it work. So if you're feeling like, you know, I, I'm never going to be able to do these things or save the money. I just want to give you like a boost of enthusiasm. Like I know that you can do this and I've been in your shoes before, but you can make it work. And it might not be in the way that other girls are doing it where they do purchase like the $800 suit or they do hire like a like $1,000 posing coach or they do um, hire someone to give them hair extensions and eyelash extensions. Like you don't have to take that route. You're going to look just beautiful on stage like doing what I recommended in this post or podcast, one does not Instagram post, podcast, but you are going to do just great doing this. And if you guys, again, found this podcast helpful, make sure that you share it because I know that especially 2020 has presented some of us with some um, money issues and needing to budget better. And whenever people talk about money, they tend to get uncomfortable, but I'm just here to help you guys out. And yeah, that's basically it. So I hope you guys enjoy this one and I will see you all in the next episode. Hey guys, on the Beyond the Bikini podcast, you know I talk a lot about training and nutrition. Trust me, it can be hard to hit the gym consistently, track your macros to a T and feel like you're making progress. So rather you're a newbie in the gym or someone who's been hitting the gym consistently, but possibly hit a plateau, then I recommend you check out my one-on-one coaching. No, I do not only coach prep clients, but I coach lifestyle clients as well. I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym, with your relationship with food, and how I can help you reach your goals.